0: Betches Media presents.
1: I like beer. I don't know if you do. Okay. do you like beer, Senator or not? Um, My party is going <laughs> crazy. Yeah! You're
0: the pop- Alternative facts.
2: Oh
1: goodness. The
0: Betches Sup
1: Podcast.
3: America!
0: Hello and welcome to the Sup Daily Podcast. I'm Amanda Duberman.
3: I'm Brian Russell Smith.
0: And the Sup Daily Podcast is your daily rundown of all the craziest shit going on in the news, brought to you by your two funniest friends, which is us. Which is us? Happy Monday! Happy Pride! Happy Monday tonight!
3: Happy Pride! Yes, tonight. So, friends, before we get into the news, let me just do some plugging. Um, So, yes, tonight is our Betches at Home Live Pride Show. It's at eight p.m. Eastern Time. Here's the fun thing about that, though: if you buy a ticket, Mm -hmm. which is only ten dollars, and one hundred percent of proceeds go to the Marsh B. Johnson Institute. You can still watch it at a later date. So, say so you're not available tonight at eight, but you really want to be a part of this live show and you want to be a part of this experience. You can still buy a ticket and then just watch it later. It's amazing. Um, we have Bobby Burke, the host of Queer Eye, plays a fun game of uh, we call it we're calling Petty or Not. Amazing. Uh, we're going to be playing some trivia that everyone can take part in from home. We're going to have a lot of a lot of games that are actually interactive. We're going to have a Drag performance from a famous drag queen from RuPaul's Season Twelve. Um, who else? We got a lot of. We just got so many fun things. Fat Carrie um, Bradshaw. I mean, Fat Carrie Bradshaw and I are Always. hosting. So we're gonna we're gonna have a lot we of fun. Of we're gonna be drinking, and you know, it's for a good cause. Yeah. So yeah. like, what else? Do you, what else are you gonna do tonight on Monday at eight p.m.? Like, yeah, be responsible.
0: If, if you what's the link for that?
3: Uh, Betches.co/slash/pride.
0: Perfect. Yeah. And if you guys missed it, Brian and Chris uh, have spent the past month uh, honoring queer history on this podcast. It's been like such a cool series to listen to, especially because Pride was a little weird this year. Although we'll get into this weekend, definitely people were out celebrating. So those episodes are in the feed and they're pretty evergreen. So they're a great thing to listen to next time. you got. I don't know. Maybe you might go on a plane soon. Who knows? Yeah. Cue it up. But like really, really cool, interesting history that's like shockingly modern. Um, mm-hmm. You guys like talk about like a trans soldier in mm-hmm. the context of like an administration now trying to keep trans people out of the mm-hmm. military when like mm-hmm. that has literally never worked. Um, very, very cool series culminating in tonight's show. So super exciting. And you can also see Brian on Thursday <laughs> because we're <laughs> the stuff is doing a live show too. We're going to do... A little Zoom B day party for America. That's all she deserves. She doesn't deserve anything better. Um, mm-hmm. But we're using like a cooler app than Zoom. i um, going to have lots of games. Uh, Rep Ted Lu and Rep Eric Swalwell are joining us. Super exciting for a game. They'll help, they'll um, play a game figuring out if a real president or a fake president said a certain thing. We have some friends from Crooked Media joining us Priyanka Arabindi and EJ Baker, um, who will join us for some swing state trivia, which I thought was going to be. A difficult game to make challenging especially mm-hmm. for people that like are pretty aware of it but then I was talking to Diana our video person she reminded me we could also put pop culture things in there yeah. now have to be like well, hard-hitting politics stuff so that's gonna be a really fun game about like weird knowledge about the swing states that are included in a, a Crooked's adopt a state program and then we also have um, a game we're gonna play wait that was this year where we're gonna challenge Elise is gonna host and challenge um, Julia Shiplett, Millie Tamares, Irene Merrow If you read Betch's articles and you nod your head constantly at how good they are, they were probably written by Irene. And mm-hmm. then also all of us, the sub posts, will be playing a game of worst member of Congress this week where we all vie for you to choose who was the worst. We're going to try to convince you of ours. It's going to be fun. Thursday, Betches.co slash sub live. We're going to be adding some guests, but I think it'll just be like a really fun way to spend an hour on Thursday night and um, 80% of your ticket will go to the ACLU. We have to pay some production costs. But other than that, it's going straight to the ACLU's Voting Rights Project. Um, voting rights is obviously very important to all of us, especially in this election.
3: You know, guys, there are people listening. We're trying to stop saying guys so much. Yeah. Um, we are have done so much work to, into these two shows. So if you want to be, like, just not just, like, I don't know, like, not just a fan, also a good friend... You would, you would buy tickets and uh, attend.
0: And that's, um, that's a great point that you can watch the show after. Like we get that you might not be free Thursday, but if you just want to pay $10, uh, most of which will go to the ACLU, you can watch it anytime. We'll probably share some excerpts, but uh, the full show is going to be uh, reserved for for ticket holders. So you can get those at Betches.co.com live. All right, let's get into some of today's news. Uh, every day is so much. And I, I, I think I said on this podcast like, oh, I'm glad we do it every day now because we can hit on everything. That mm-hmm. obviously does not happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll hit on a few things today. So wanted to check in on the protests demanding racial justice. They are still happening. People are still out every day and sadly still putting their lives on the line. We've seen a little bit of a die down and these sort of viral images of the police brutality that's going on. But I think that's just because there are less people on the ground right now, not because it's not happening. Um, On Saturday, 27-year-old Tyler Gerth of Louisville was fatally shot near a camp set up for protesters in the city. To be clear, he was not shot by a police officer. Uh, He was shot by somebody around who had been arrested multiple times, who a lot of people in the community had expressed concern about had a weapon there. Um, Mr. Garth was a photographer. He'd been taking pictures of the protesters and documenting them. So the city had been letting people camp and prop tents in this area of Jefferson Park in Louisville to just accommodate them because it seemed like the right thing to do for the time. But they're no longer going to do that because it seemed to impede law enforcement's ability to stop this fatal shooting. Um, This man opened fire into a group of protesters. And it's just a reminder that you're really putting yourself at risk every time you go out there and it really shouldn't be like that um I don't know where law enforcement was then um
3: I know because in New York
0: City they were beating the shit out of queer people
3: well did you see that Trump retweeted that ABC tweet today of the the two white people like holding guns at protesters as they were in like Louis like that was in St. Louis that was in St. Louis and so it's like, you can see that like he's, we're seeing this happen over and over again, where I think people are obviously being galvanized by Trump and his administration to think that they are, this is an acceptable thing to do, and it clearly is not. Because like he, like what, what why would you retweet something like that? Why would you say, um, you know- Incite
0: violence against-
3: Incite violence. And he, like, put, he tweets like protect your second amendment rights to things that have nothing to do with the second amendment that are just like about protests and it's just keeps happening, happening and happening. And it's not one of the few things that we're gonna talk about of how he is, you know, trying to agitate people. Um, But speaking of protests, there were, it was in New York City, protesters recognizing pride were tear gassed. So thousands of LGBTQ plus people and allies marched near Washington Square Park for the second annual queer liberation March on Sunday in support of Black Lives Matter and Black Trans Lives Matter movements. The protests were peaceful until officers attempted to arrest two people for graffiti. Numerous videos on social media show the NYPD using their batons and tear gas on protesters as they intervened. I've seen a few of these videos. It is really just jarring to see. There was this one instance where a police officer walks up to the uh, someone who was on a bike and just shoves her over and she just plops onto the side. Uh, another yeah. instance, you see uh, a, a pro, uh, cop not wearing a fucking mask, run into a crowd and just start shoving people. It's and then like and then he runs out of the crowd and then runs back into sho- like like what are you trying to accomplish with this show of force?
0: Right. And to be um, clear, it's like they were trying to arrest people for graffiti, which is like what the fuck? I don't think they were doing that a week ago because every morning you have community members out there saying we're more than happy to help clean mm-hmm. up the buildings if mm-hmm. protesters are moved to. Do graffiti mm-hmm. and obviously whenever you're in these protest scenarios and 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 police are confronting fellow protesters there's people get a little animated and it looks like that's all that happened just like whoa what's going on why are you arresting them and then suddenly it mm-hmm. became police officers tear gassing and beating the shit out of people marching and it's just like so crazy it happened on literally the the anniversary of stonewall which was it's like a riot st- against police brutality
3: exactly and they're still doing it 50 years later and fucking de Blasio, like, tweets support for, you know, this march or whatever and happy pride, literally at the same time, his police force is attacking protesters. Um, Amber Hikes, the chief equity and inclusion officer for the uh, American Civil Liberties Union, shared footage of protesters being ambushed, and multiple witnesses say the cops instigated the chaos descending on the otherwise peaceful protests with riot gear. And then on top of all of this, the president retweeted an image of one of his supporters saying, white power. Uh, This video was taken and posted by The Villages, a retirement community in Florida, where there there are a lot of Trump supporters. Uh, The president kept the tweet up for about three hours and then denied he heard the racist declaration and didn't like took down the retweet. Comment on The Villages. I, I saw someone say something like, if there are protests against Trump happening in the Villages, that is a whole other issue for the Trump campaign.
0: Yes, I heard this too. I saw a lot of articles from several years ago about why the Villages is such an interesting setting. Um, but I think, yeah, you're right. The The scenario for this tweet was that there were counter protesters, mm-hmm. seniors being like saying, I don't know, maybe daring to say something like Black Lives Matter. Yeah. And then they were getting shouted at. But I mean, it's like, it's not even... Simone Sanders tweeted, like, stop acting like the president's dog whistles are. not Like, you know what he's doing. But it's like, it's not even a dog whistle. They said mm-hmm. white power. The president yeah. retweeted it. It's not like he's saying, like... It's not... It's a different category of when he goes on Twitter, is like law and order. And that's obviously thinly veiled, like, call to oppress people of color and black people. But and, this and is, Yeah,
3: whistle. I know. And this is also just a side note. He was golfing during this. You know? Right. He said he was supposed to be going to New Jersey to golf... Um, but then he canceled and, and said he had to focus on the law, doing some law and order. And then instead, okay. he went to his Virginia golf course.
0: <laughs> Did you see the clip? I need to post it. Um, where Sean Hannity asks him very gently what he would do with a second term. And he just like doesn't answer. He's mm-hmm. just like, well, you know, I, just, I came here. I didn't know anybody. I'm from Manhattan. So just now I know some people. He like, didn't answer. He just was like, I'm feeling a little bit. My self-esteem is a little better.
3: There has never been a plan to govern. No. You know what I mean? Like That's is... what he
0: said. He was like suddenly I was president.
3: Like it, I know exactly. He was like I'm going to build a wall in Mexico, between Mexico and like that was like his big campaign promise. And, then and at the end now of was... this
0: term we're not allowed in Europe.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All other places are allowed to go to Europe. They're opening up travel but we're banned from Europe. <laughs> That's
0: crazy. We're like literally in a category of like with like really with Russia and Brazil. we have a little bit of good news today. So the Supreme Court has struck down a huge challenge to abortion rights, has happened this morning. So this along with the DACA case and the civil rights protections, um, they've sort of had us like, I've been waking up Monday and Thursday like, oh shit. Mm-hmm. And these, these decisions don't come out until about 10. So it's just like a really long stressful morning.
3: <laughs> I know uh, this past this past like week or so, Amanda would be like, okay, no, she had like DM like messages, all like, okay, there's nothing on abortion yet. We're like, okay. Yeah,
0: I know. <laughs> 8 o'clock I'm like abortion might be today 10 (laughs) one. not today except this morning I forgot this morning I was pretty sure it was going to come Thursday but
3: in any event
0: so the Supreme Court is saying I mean obviously there's been some real disappointments too with the with the asylum uh, case last week is really brutal for this one the Supreme Court is saying a nice try but not to a Louisiana law that tried to require abortion providers to obtain admitting privileges at nearby hospitals This is a practice designed to place an undue burden on providers and limit access this is one of those trap laws targeted regulations of abortion providers that really have no basis in science or safety for the patient but you can make a pretty strong case to um people favorable to your cause that they do um so like anti-abortion advocates they say that a doctor needs admitted privileges for a woman's health and safety in reality there are very, very few emergencies involved in abortion care, abortion procedures, whether surgical or medical. And if there is, much like with, for better or for worse in this country, you can go to the emergency room for care. Like, Mm -hmm. they treat you. Um, Mm -hmm. So if there is an issue, there's really no reason you can't call an ambulance or have a patient who needs emergency medical care access it very quickly with or without these privileges. And also there's an issue where anti-choice hospitals, when you're talking about the South, are just you have one guy who's in charge or a lady who's in charge of making that decision if they don't like abortion they can say no to those doctors. And in states like Louisiana where there are fewer doctors and fewer clinics willing to provide that procedure, people are coming in from out of state sometimes to provide that service for patients. And it's not really worth their time or energy or it doesn't make a lot of sense to get that. It just doesn't make sense, but it is one of those scary ones because you can see how if you don't know a lot about this but you're inclined to be anti-abortion, you might be like, oh, of course of course they should be able to go to the hospital. But when you look at it for literally a minute, it falls apart. And the court has already told us that this this law in Louisiana was very similar to a 2016 law that the Supreme Court decided was unconstitutional based on the fact that it placed an undue burden on a woman's constitutional right to get an abortion. Um, right now, the precedent in this country is that a woman has a constitutional right. To have an abortion, that is her choice. It is her private matter. Um, so, Allowing Louisiana to enforce the law could have opened the door for states to basically restrict abortion out of existence. So you're not necessarily targeting Roe, but you're making abortion so challenging and onerous to access that nobody can really get it. And we know this. We know that if you outlaw abortion, rich white women will always be able to get abortion when you make abortion. And even when you limit, limit, limit it, you know, if I need an abortion, I could I have the time and money. And support system to fly or drive a thousand miles to go get one, that's very, I sh- nobody should have to do that. Um, so, this again, we said this is exactly what happened with the Texas case, but anti abortion advocates sort of hope to pitch their case with Trump's shiny new pair of conservative judges, Gorsuch and Kavanaugh. Um, Susan Collins famously said that she was going to vote for Kavanaugh because she felt like he would respect established law on abortion and established precedent. Uh, this this case today involved precedent and established law and what did he do? <laughs> did not respect it.
3: Fuck Susan Collins, man. Fuck Susan I, Collins. Like, I, I am just, like, tired of her. I'm just tired of her. I'm tired of, like, I know, like, every time something happens in the Supreme Court, she ends up trending. Yeah. And it's like, okay, like like, like, like I'm like, this must suck for her. Like, I mean, I don't, I don't have any compassion for it. Yeah. But like you know, it must suck.
0: Yeah, I know. She she made that choice. Like I yeah. do wonder if she knew when she cast that vote that that would mean every single time her boy, mm-hmm. yeah, still watching that main primary. But I think uh she definitely could have it coming to her if this yeah. was yeah totally because I mean so let's talk about John Roberts. Chief Justice John Roberts has been, like, notoriously salty when you ask him to answer the same question twice, and he gets pissed when you ask him to answer stupid questions. And that's basically what has happened this entire term. Um, He's being sort of celebrated, but I think that he's just pissed that the Trump administration is trying to, like, fuck with his legacy because they're asking him, you know, same with DACA Mm -hmm. and, um, like, the census question. They're basically saying, like, we don't object to what you're trying to do. We object. We object to how you tried to do it, which is yeah. sort of the same with this abortion case, which was not brought by the Trump administration, but they did. They did support and side with the anti-abortion activists, um, and it's the same case. So that's what John Roberts said. John Roberts wrote a concurring opinion. Um, And he wrote, the Louisiana law imposes a burden on access to abortion just as severe as that imposed by the Texas law for the same reasons. Therefore, Louisiana's law cannot stand under our precedence. Weird, we had to like spend a year in agony
3: Mm -hmm. (laughs) getting
0: to that point.
3: Um,
0: Yeah, the majority opinion was penned by Justice Stephen Breyer. He wrote that, as we said, this is unconstitutional. And he also brought up the point that he wrote, the evidence also shows that opposition to abortion played a significant role in some hospitals' decisions to deny admitting privileges. Um, So this is a big victory. This would have been really bad. It's not over, but Mm -hmm. that would have been really bad. I was actually thinking this morning, like, oh, this is going to come out Thursday, and then that's really going to kill the mood for the live show.
3: But and no, for this, the nation. yeah, ended up being uh, good news. It is interesting. Like you also j- just can see, like I know we talked about the Trumps. Like they're they're bad at governing, but like they also don't have great lawyers. Like they they are like <laughs> they like like uh, they were saying like for the DACA case, had they just like been good at lawyering or whatever the fuck the term is, um, they probably could have won. But they're right. just like they're just like so incompetent in like every single level, is just, it's kind of a blessing in disguise. So what does this mean for the future for abortion rights, abortion rights? Much like most of the bad faith conservative causes being brought to Supreme Court this term, this abortion law failed because it was a bad attempt. So like we basically just say, not necessarily because the court wants to preserve abortion rights. So Chief Justice John Roberts actually dissented in the 2016 case and ruled that the restricted law should go into effect. Roberts simply noted that the laws did not change since the court last chimed in on this. Chief Justice John Roberts said, I joined the dissent in the whole woman's health and continue to believe that the case was wrongly decided. The question today, however, is not whether whole woman's health was right or wrong, but whether to adhere to it in deciding the present case. Uh, Roberts wrote in a separate
0: you know what I was just thinking I wonder if like do you remember at the State of the Union when he when Trump shook his hand and he was like shook John Roberts hand and that's like not customary and he was like very clearly disturbed I feel Mm -hmm. like after that he's just been like well fuck yeah every time I don't I mean I know I know every jurist takes every case as its own Mm and doesn't consider politics or their legacy I get that but like I mean come on I know i don't please. think this guy wants to look like a fool and knows that he has a legacy to preserve and that trump is trying that like the second he gives into any of these bad faith things the trump administration then then his credibility is completely gone
3: totally um the court's president says that people have a constitutional right to abortion and finds that this particular law interferes with that constitutional right but anti-abortion advocates have plans to go for roe directly in 2019 alone there were more than 350 attempts to undermine abortion access. They have plenty of other cases teed up, which makes 2020 that more important um, because the Trump administration has already confirmed two Supreme Court justices and 200 federal judges with lifetime appointments. So-
0: Petrified.
3: Pe- yeah. yeah, very, very scary um, in terms of all that stuff they've done with the judges. That is That is his accomplishment. Right, and I think
0: he's gonna use this, like, there are people that, there are a lot of people that only voted for him because of the judges, and there are a lot of people that maybe are sick of him and were thinking of maybe they're not voting or voting for Biden, but might see this outcome and think, oh, well, shit, what if I really wanted, I really hate abortion, and I want conservative judges, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna bite the bullet and vote for Trump again, so... He's probably. I, I'm sure today, as soon as today, he might release another list of. Uh,
3: I just his, don't think uh, about abortion. Think about abortion that I don't get is why stop there? You know what I mean? Like why? Like 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 for them? Like why not ban condoms? Why not ban like pulling out? You know what I mean? Like I just don't get. Like if all of this stuff happens, that's conception. It's
0: because it's entirely political.
3: It's so ridiculous, and it yeah. only affects women. Like you know. Because if, if like, there, what and is the difference? Trans men, yeah. In trans men, yes. And so it's like, what is what is there is there is no difference between the any any form of contraception. Like I understand that it's once, you know, before and once after. Yeah. But still, it just doesn't make any sense. Like if no. we believe if you believe life begins at conception, you better not be using condoms.
0: Exactly. <laughs> you
3: right. know, it's it's just ridiculous.
0: Yeah, I mean, I agree. It's it's like the worst problem of our time to me Mm -hmm. like i mean i think about this constantly it's like man it just it's really that easy to get pregnant and people really hate abortion that much these are like two challenges that are very very hard to reconcile and overcome um Mm -hmm. it sucks i mean i sure we will not be the last generation trying to preserve this right but um yeah, you can't, you can't take this away. So yeah. register to vote, badges.co, keep it 100. Again, I'm sure he'll come out with those judges. Last week, he like, tweeted, he was like, I'm gonna come out with another list of judges. And the dude that helped him write the last list, he was on NPR and they asked him like, did you, has he talked to you? And he was like, no, nobody asked me to make a list of judges. I don't know.
3: <laughs> yeah, also like, I don't know who any of these people, people are. Like, like, it, that's why I don't get the thing about the judges. Like, so my, now we have to just like Google these people and be scared.
1: Yeah, like I exactly. also don't
3: think his support. This is like also like kind of like a sidebar. But did you see? So Trump has been attacking mail-in voting and mail-in ballots. Yeah. Apparently, this is hurting Republicans because a majority of Republicans vote by mail, and it's like hurting mm-hmm. down-ballot congressional races. So now they're exactly. like, "Oh shit, we need to stop
0: really? saying
3: don't attacking mail-in voting." It's ridiculous. Yes, bizarre.
0: I don't know where. I mean, like. No study convincingly shows that one party benefits over another, mm-hmm. but clearly he just assumes like the more people that vote, the less likely I am to win because I'm a loser.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Uh, so some, lots of weird mix of news today. We'll be back tomorrow. And again, uh, two shows, Betches.co slash pride, Betches.co slash step live. A lot of you all, Uh, Ask us, like, thank you for what you do. How can we support you? This is one way. Buy a ticket. Um, Check out the show. We want to be able to grow and do cool things like this. um, And let us know what you think.
3: And we will do them IRL as soon as it's safe.
0: Yes, exactly. As we were talking, I I have some ideas for my worst member of Congress for the week already.
3: Ooh, that'll be fun.
0: Yeah. I might have to claim her on the email thread right now.
3: Oh, it's a her. (laughs) Just a little... little, uh... I think I know who you're talking about now. Yeah,
0: yeah, 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 yeah. Frown, <laughs> frown face. Yeah. Uh, all right, we will see you guys there. Until the return of democracy, I'm Amanda Duberman.
3: I'm Brian Russell-Smith.
0: And this is the Betches Sub Podcast.
1: The Betches Sub Podcast is produced by Sean Kilby and Amanda Duberman.
0: Our podcast managers are Mike Coscarelli and Sean
1: Kilby. Social media by Amanda Duberman.
0: Artwork by Brittany Levine. Be sure to follow us at Fetches underscore SUP on Instagram,
3: Twitter, and TikTok. And send your emails to SUP at Fetches.com.
1: Fetches.